you're one of the easier people to talk to because I'm not sure we have to explain too much about ball hockey to people. But no. for the sake of those who maybe are tuning in for the first time, give us a little mm-hmm. sense of the sport. Yeah, I can do that for sure. Uh, so ball hockey is basically ice hockey with your shoes. Yeah. It's really easy to get into. It's more non-contact than traditional ice hockey. You're able to... Um, you're able to run instead of skate, so it makes it a lot more accessible for a lot of people. And we use a ball. That's, that's really the differences between them. There's a lot less equipment, too. Okay. How big is the community in Calgary? Oh, it's a fraction of what ice hockey is, yeah. really. Uh, what we've done in the ball hockey community, if I said maybe a few thousand people, okay. I, I think that might even be an overstatement okay. for where it could go. The growth we've seen in the last few years has been fantastic and i think that's that's why i'm running western ball hockey and that's why i'm trying to do what i'm doing here um i think we've got a really great opportunity to make this sport way more accessible to people and and let people who maybe weren't able to play ice hockey for a variety of reasons still play hockey so where is the growth where where, if you are growing where are you finding the growth coming from Mm -hmm. uh from a lot of Man, where, where would I say it's the best? Um, on the youth side, we've seen some great growth. We started out in September of last year with just a handful of kids. Mm-hmm. And we've, I think we're up over 40 kids right now just in, in our programs alone. And I think okay. we'll have well over 100 come September here. Okay. That's gone really well. Uh, some of our other growth has been on the adult co-ed side of ball hockey. We've, got, we've pushed about 200 teams now through our programs. Wow. And that started in September of 2017. Okay. So cumulatively now, we're, we're, we just reached over 200. So what is your season then? When do you, uh, mm-hmm. So I was a little surprised to hear September because I would, I would have thought you would have run opposite of, of mm-hmm. traditional hockey programs. But when do you run? Yeah. We actually run year-round. Okay. And it's quarterly instead of bigger chunks of a season. Gotcha. Uh, especially for, for the adult side and the co-ed programs we run. They'll run late September to uh, the end of December, the end of the year, and then January to end of March, April to June, and, and then a summer season. So what are your participation like? Do, do, do they play year-round, or do your participants come in you know, two quarters out of four, mm-hmm. or how does it work? We have our biggest seasons are, are definitely the fall and the winter season. That's right. where we see a lot of... Um, a lot of players come in who who really enjoy maybe they play outdoors in the summer mm-hmm. and they they want to come in they want to stay active still have something to do in the winter time and that's what they do right. we're also starting to see uh, a surge of players who play ice hockey when ice hockey takes a break they're going to come and play ball hockey now and it's something it, it's a similar sport in a lot of ways so they can kind of get it, it's like cross training for them but you still keep a lot of those motor skills for ice hockey so mark for you guys with western ball hockey are you a league or are you development by that i mean are you doing practicing or is it the assumption that is that everybody comes with a basic set of skills and they'll improve through games yeah the on the adult side it's strictly games okay this is come on out have some fun it's a lot of it is just co-ed leagues mm-hmm. and everything we play is non-contact so that's really a great way uh for people to just get involved who maybe have never played before right and in terms of the youth, do you have to do much? Yeah. On the, on the kids' side, we've got uh, right now for our sessions, they're about half of the session is a practice, and we'll go over a few basic drills, teach some kids ball protection, how to move properly, those kinds of things, shooting with a ball. And then we'll move from that and take those skills and apply them into a scrimmage. Okay. Um, 
where does it fit? You know, because we've seen. It's funny. I, I think of like let uh, play on and all these other summer mm-hmm. tournaments. Do you have crossover from that? I mean, there's some of your teams, yeah. you know, going and playing tournament wise and things like that. Definitely, and we've also set up our own tournament. Okay. Uh, the Encore Four on Four Street Hockey Tournament. Okay. Since play on hasn't come back at all. Okay. Uh, from their street hockey days. Yeah. We've now kind of stepped in, at least as far as Calgary is concerned, to sure. fill that void. We've got a tournament actually happening this Canada Day. Okay. It's going to be at South Center Mall, yep. and it's in partnership with Craft Beer Market and the Western Canada Pond Hockey Championships. Okay, so is that the Encore 4-on-4, four four, or is that a separate tournament from that? Yes. This is kind of a street, this is a Canada Day street hockey celebration okay. kind of event. Okay. We're going to have a number of different venues uh, and attractions for people, even if you're not interested in necessarily playing ball hockey right. or street hockey. There's going to be Breathe Parkour is going to come in, and they're going to do a little activation station for kids. Yep. The Trico Center is just right across right the street, across street from the mall. Yeah. So they're coming in. We're going to have some more stuff, fun stuff for those kids. Strike Combat Archery is going to come in. Uh, it sounds like we might even have V-Arcade coming in, and they're going to do something in partnership with Craft Beer Market. You're right. And we're going to set up something fun for them. There's a number of really great attractions that we're setting up for people. Whether or not you like street hockey, this is about hockey and a great Canada Day event. How big is your tournament, though? The tournament, we've got about 30 teams in there right now, and we're expecting to have about 40. Okay. And tell me about the Encore 4-on-4 tournament. When does that run? Yeah, that is. Oh, that, I'm that sorry. Uh, okay, I, sorry. That is that tournament. Yeah, okay, yeah. sorry. I misunderstood you. I thought they were two different tournaments. No, no. That's It's all just partnered into one. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. And what does it take to put an event on like that i mean i get ball hockey because you can play it in a rink with the ice out or in a gymnasium i guess but when a street tournament like that what goes into putting something like that on oh my goodness i wish i knew before i started (laughs) (laughs) it's it's pretty incredible the the amount of work you need to put into it uh it's something especially for our first time we had really no idea what we were going to do we just knew we needed to play some street hockey in the summer right and, and see what happens but really, the, the challenge is, obviously, your first one is locking down a venue. And we're really lucky to partner uh, with South Center Mall. They were very, very gracious to, to offer to, to set this up for us. They're like, hey, come out. We've got a great place for you. So setting, setting up the venue is, is obviously the biggest the biggest challenge from right. there it's really just kind of like running any other event you need to get like we have fencing that we have designated for everything so making sure we can uh, have the appropriate fencing in the arenas built mm-hmm. for the number of teams that register there's a lot of moving parts in there and it's definitely a challenge as people register you kind of have to adjust your numbers as it goes right right are is are is there any plans of going beyond just the one tournament or is it is that you know kind of <laughs> dissuaded yeah. you from doing it again sort no, of thing. No, it's this this will be our third one coming up. Right. Uh, we did two at Mount Royal University okay. and we're doing our third one here at South Center. I would love to keep it going. I think we've really kind But of you wouldn't had, add another I guess what I'm saying is would you add another one later in the summer or something summer, like that? We did that last year. We ran two. We did one in June and one in September. Yeah. I think right now we really just kind of want to focus in and do one really great. Yes. And the people that we've got coming in, all of the partners and all the registration, I'm really excited for this. This might be one of the best tournaments I've ever run or, mm-hmm. or even best events that I've run so far. And it's just, there's there's so much opportunity here and we're really excited for that. So what would what would determine success for you in that regard? Is it the quality of competition? Is it just the number of teams? How would you describe a successful tournament then? I think a successful tournament, obviously the first one is no injuries. Mm. That people come in, they have a great time and great experience. I think for where we can go in order to grow this thing and and do do right by ball hockey, it's going to come from 
a huge grassroots movement. And if we've got a ton of like really great skilled teams in there, that's great. But there just aren't a lot of them. And right. what we would love more than anything is to have more exposure and to have more, more understanding from a parents and family perspective that, that ball hockey is a fantastic sport to get your kids involved in. Right. And I think using stuff like these tournaments uh, with Sport Calgary being part of All Sport One Day and a number of other introduction to ball hockey mm-hmm. events, this is something where we're getting out into the public and just trying to show people that. Mark, how big is, is ball hockey in, in Canada? I mean, I'm familiar with the mm-hmm. Ball Hockey World Championships, and yeah. I know that it's, you know, it's fairly big internationally, but how big is yeah. it in our country? Oh, yeah, it's huge internationally. Uh, the, the World Championships are actually going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we have a few really great uh, competitors. Michelle Mars and, and Bill Marshall uh, are two people in Calgary who play, and they're on Team Canada right now competing. Okay. So I just want to give a quick shout-out sure. to them because they're, they're fantastic players. Uh, but as far as Canada, I think in Eastern Canada, it's easily 10 times bigger oh, than wow. what we've okay. got here in Calgary. And Alex Burroughs is one of the biggest sure. proponents of that. He's, yeah. uh, he's got his own Burroughs Cup out east in Montreal. He's done a phenomenal job there. A lot of what you see there, they call it deck hockey over there, D-E-K. Okay. And for, for the stuff they run, it's mostly three-on-three three in smaller tournaments. They've got so many different outdoor arenas and venues mm-hmm. where you can play. They've got a great, uh, like a court tile that, that can go, it's like multi-season. Yeah. And so people can play on that. As soon as it's a nice day outside, they're all playing. And they're fantastic. There's so many different prize cash tournaments that they're playing in over there. We've barely touched that here in Calgary. We've barely done any of that stuff here. And I think the opportunity, when I see what's going on out there, yeah. there's, there's no reason why we can't take that and just magnify it. Well, it strikes me is that, that it's, you know, it's what slow pitch is. Like, you know, hmm. slow pitch was always a Western, you know, for me it was a Western Canadian thing that, you know, okay. every town had, you know, slow pitch. And it was just, you know, because that was the summer thing. But I get that same sense that, you know, that's kind of how they view it out there. As you say, the sun comes out, we're playing, there's a tournament yeah. every weekend. Help me with deck hockey, though. Is, yeah. is deck just a, uh, an acronym, or is that the actual surface it's, that they use? It's what they use. It, it could be the tile. I actually, I've always heard it referred to yeah, as that. Yeah, People I had have, to, yeah. And it's just something that I think... It's been accepted now. I'm sure somebody more qualified than me could come in and say, well, this is actually the reason why. Right. But that's that's what I've heard for so long, and I've just gone with that. So if there's a national team, then there must be a governing body, right? Definitely. Uh, the International Street and Ball Hockey Federation okay. is, is what you'll see around the world. Mm-hmm. In Canada, it's the Canadian Ball Hockey Association. And are you part of that then? Or? No, we're not part of that. We started off really at such a grassroots yes. movement. Okay. Uh, to be associated with something like that, there's a higher cost involved, and there's a lot more, just a lot stricter rules mm-hmm. for how you can run it. Right. And I took a look at that when, when I founded Western Ball Hockey, and, and I said, you know what? I think I can go a lot faster if I do this on my own. Okay. And a partnership with them, it would come with different kinds of recognition and and promotion in a sense. But I think for how we've grown, uh, especially on the adult side, we tripled from our 2017 year. We tripled in growth to our 2018 year. And I think we're going to get really close to doing that again uh, in the 20, uh, when 2019 September starts. So you, you're planning on that kind of growth to uh, triple yet it's, again? It's been insane so tell me about facilities then because if yeah. you're getting to that size I, I have to think that facilities are becoming a bit of a strain for you it is and the the biggest challenge really is uh is finding facilities that 
can accommodate ball hockey. Mm -hmm. A lot of facilities, you can't play in gymnasiums with composite sticks. And that's where ball hockey is right now. At at most levels, uh, for kids and adults right now, it's with composite sticks. It's with the same stick you would use for ice hockey. And finding those facilities has been a challenge. I've been very fortunate. I've partnered up with the Calgary Central Sportsplex, which is on uh, Deerfoot Trail and and Memorial Drive. Okay. And they're just kind of tucked away, kind of in that Barlow industrial area. Yeah, yeah. They've got a great facility there. We've got a small arena, and I've got a contract with them just to operate the arena. Okay. That we're going to do everything we can for ball hockey and and grow it like crazy. So is that a twelve month a year contract? Are you is that a twelve month dedicated facility for ball hockey? Yes. Now? Yeah. One hundred percent dedicated for ball hockey. We've got a sport court tile in there, okay. and it's got arena boards, benches. We've actually got some HD cameras in there as well, and we've really been trying to leverage that on social media start promoting it in in a way just that nobody really uses social media the way it could be sure right it's definitely a tool that can be used more so that's what we've been pushing so is one court enough or will you have to add more courts well yeah we're we're working on that right now what that's going to look like on the adult side we've kind of maxed out um most adults will like to play in certain times yes and so during the weekday that could be between 7 and 11 p.m typically yeah on weekends, you won't see much on Saturdays, but you will on Sundays. Hmm. And so the interesting thing about this is that on the youth side, you can get a lot of different, uh, like the, the split is almost like a perfect complement. So the kids will play between 5 and 7 p.m. and the adults will play after yeah. on the weekdays. On the weekends, you're going to have something more of the kids playing on Saturdays and then the adults playing on Sundays. And so once we are able to take that growth on the kids' side, then we're going to be able to have a, like a, an arena that is fully booked and utilized, and that's where we're going to start looking towards something else. So, I'm curious though why why Sunday versus Saturday? What, what you know what points to that? That that's a great question. I didn't really know starting it either, and I think I think the reality for it for a lot of people, our demographic on the adult side is about 25 to 44, right? Somewhere in there. That's usually the average age, and I think a lot of them like to spend their Fridays and Saturdays doing other things, spending time with people, or going outside the city right just doing something else heading to the mountains on sunday when they play you can you can do all your weekend stuff and then you can still play on sunday night gotcha and and play your game and then you go to work the next day where's the there, there's got to be a, a a role for for ball hockey that we haven't explored yet or we haven't found yet and i would think it would be with new canadians and introducing people uh, to the to the country in, into the sport as, a, as even a you know mm-hmm. a feeder system into ice hockey do you yeah. see it that way or Oh, yeah. Just the, the inclusiveness that we can have, the accessibility that's here. Mm. It's really the, the opportunity is there, absolutely, to run something like this. We haven't really found the best avenue to take advantage of that sure. yet. Sure. But it, it's something that's definitely on the radar. For me, my biggest challenge is that I'm really the only one who, who runs this thing. Yeah. I've, yeah, got, yeah. I've got a handful of referees, a few coaches that are helping out here and there doing different things. Uh, some people who have helped me with marketing. Uh, my sister, uh, Lisa Hallett, she uh, works for Habitat for Humanity on some marketing stuff. She's been great. And in her spare time, she's helped me on the marketing side, just open my eyes to, sure. to what you're able to do. But sure. it's been so lean. 
And, yeah. and it's not something, especially having a facility, the, the cost and the expense of that, it's, it's just so significant that being able to bring other people on, you really need to grow a lot first oh, before you can do that. Absolutely. So, so, yeah, we've had a lean model, and it's worked out well so far. And I'm really I'm excited for where it's going to go. And being able to hire some people that can help promote it in certain areas, that's going to be the next step for new Canadians, for sure. anybody else that wants to come and, and try ball hockey. Well, I, I would think, it, you know, having a, an operation like that and having a facility like that, you know, you mentioned your busy times are clearly your evenings which means yep. you've got your weekdays wide open, yep. which lends itself yep. to school programs and, and other programs, right? It's funny you mention that. I actually just had a meeting with a gentleman, uh, one of my business partners, for the Encore Tournament, and we were just talking about that. So that's starting to... We're, we've opened up that conversation, and I yeah. think getting schools on board, introducing that into the curriculum in some way is going to go a long ways to helping grow this sport the way it, it needs to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned officials. Is that is that a difficult thing to fill for you, or do you have... You know? um, oh, that's a great question. I've probably got... I probably have 12 different referees right now doing doing everything. A lot, what's what's really great about the sport, we have so many people who will play on the adult side two to three times a week easily. They right. just love the sport. Yeah. And and it's really easy. Sometimes you can get some of the, the better players there when they're just looking for something else. You bring them into refing. Mm. And, and that really adds to the credibility as well. When people see somebody playing a game who's quite good yeah. and then they're playing in their game and the referee... They, they've played against that referee before right. or the, there's just that credibility there so tell me mark tell me a little bit about how we find you online and and tell mm. me a little bit about you know timing and and fees and things like that when can people somebody's listening mm. to this goes that sounds good or i want to put the team, team together individuals yeah. how does it work definitely so you can find us online we we're on pretty much pretty much everything we <laughs> are on facebook instagram working on snapchat right away uh some of our instant replay stuff is going onto youtube mm. and Obviously, our website, westernballhockey.com. Very simple for that. Yeah. We also have an email list as well. People can go to the website if they just want to subscribe to email and be like, hey, what's going on? I don't want to commit to anything. I just want to see what's happening. They can do that. They can see the pictures that we've, that we've got uh, on our various social media channels. So that's kind of how that can get set up. Uh, what was your other question? Well, just about you know, the timing of seasons, individuals, mm, drop-ins. Yeah. How does it work? Yeah, so the timing of seasons, obviously, it's quarterly. Okay. Uh, we open up registration about... Uh, six to eight weeks before each season comes up. Okay. You can sign up as a team. We, we encourage that. But you can also sign up as a single player if you don't have a team. Right. You want to come try it out. We can absolutely accommodate that too. We also run drop-in programs. You do, and eh? So, yeah, yeah. We're, we're on the Meetup app. If, you, if you're listening right now, you can go to the Meetup app, find Calgary Drop-in Ball Hockey, I think it's called, and join that. There's probably almost 500 people that have joined that, and we just run scrimmages throughout the week. And if you just want to meet people, there's a lot of captains from other teams that <laughs> will come play in that. They're trying to recruit. Captains sure. are always trying to yeah, recruit, yeah, yeah. right? And the captains are who we try to take care of the most because sure. they've done such a great job uh, bringing in the people, just hurting the cats, right? Like it's such a challenge to be a captain of a team, especially for a long time. You get tired. Yeah. So something that that we really want to do moving forward is show our appreciation yeah. for all of those people who put in that work that they're not being paid for. They're just doing this because they love it. Right. We want to make sure they continue to love it. Right. Is there much of a community beyond Calgary here in the province? Are you, you know, are you associated with anybody in Edmonton or anything like that? Or uh, Yeah, there's, there's a ton of leagues. Uh, Throughout, 
Alberta. Sure. Even uh, we have the Wild Rose Ball Hockey Association. They run. We're not associated with them either, but they're kind of like the governing provincial body. Yep. In that sense, Edmonton's got a great turnout for ball hockey. They're probably twice as big as we are right oh, now. Wow. Their okay. youth program is is significantly larger than anything we've got here. Yeah, Edmonton's done a great job of ball hockey. I think their some of their programs are maybe even 20 years old or older sure. in that sense. So a lot of kids who grew up playing ball hockey could still be playing. Right. So that's fantastic. Actually, the Edmonton uh, Savages, they're, they're the team to beat right now in Canada. Oh, okay. Uh, from a competitive standpoint, they're the Div 1 National Championships for the last two years. Wow. So Edmonton's got a great, great showing, and Calgary can do better, and that's why I'm here.